Francoise von Trapp, and this is the 3D Insights Podcast. Hi, everyone. You know, hybrid bonding continues to be a really big story in the heterogeneous integration and 3D space. Just a few weeks ago at the IMAX Symposium, it seemed like every keynote speaker mentioned some sort of hybrid bonding as an enabler for next generation technology. So everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants it. In fact, Xperi announced that they entered into a license license agreement with YMTC, which is a world-class memory solutions company based in China. Um, so here to talk to me about what this means today is Craig Mitchell from Xperi. And I'm going to have ask Craig to tell us a little bit about his role at Xperi, and then we'll dive into some questions. Thanks, Francois. I appreciate you having me here today. Um, we're excited to talk about uh, the announcement that we made just the other day, so I appreciate the uh, the time. So in terms of my role, I run the Invensys uh, Group and, and overall the semiconductor IP business here at Xperi, and we're focused on developing you know next-generation packaging interconnect 3D integration technologies. Uh, and one of those key technologies is our direct bond interconnect DBI hybrid bonding technology, which uh, we announced a license agreement earlier this week to YMTC. So exciting times for the overall technology and um, you know the use of this technology in new applications. So um, for people who are listening who might not understand what hybrid bonding is and what DBI is, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So DBI stands for Direct Bond Interconnect, and it's a technology that uses a combination of dielectric uh, to dielectric and metal to metal bonding, which allows you to bond different substrates together. And typically, we're talking about semiconductor uh, devices where we're bonding one semiconductor device to another. Uh, it allows for very fine pitch, uh, so very high density interconnect. It eliminates any uh, gap between devices, so it, it allows for very uh, high reliability high performance, and ultimately it's gonna allow the industry to design a whole new generation of semiconductor devices that are true 3D devices. So it's pretty exciting technology, and I think an important tool in the toolkit, if you will, that the semiconductor industry needs to continue to scale performance, functionality, and form factor. And are there other companies that have worked on developing hybrid bonding? I mean, I, I do talk to people and they refer to hybrid bonding. They don't always refer to DBI. So is there a difference? So there's a lot of different companies that work in hybrid bonding. Uh, we at Xperi have been working in the hybrid bonding space now for on the order of 20 years, right? Through our acquisition of the Ziptronics uh, uh, company, the technology and some of the team coming on board. We've really been working in this space for many, many years and have been pioneers in this space. And I think uh, it's great to see more and more folks involved in this particular area. It's important to have a large infrastructure and ecosystem in place to support the adoption. Different companies have different names for it, but uh, generally we all talk about this the hybrid bonding technology. Um, and uh, and our, our name for that is DBI, our, our uh, trademark name for it, but uh, excited to see a much larger portion of the industry uh, go down this path. Let's talk about the announcement for Xperi for your hybrid bonding and YMTC. What's the significance of this announcement? So uh, the reason this announcement is important is a, a, a few different reasons, but one of them is YMTC is uh, the first company to be shipping a commercial 3D NAND product utilizing hybrid bonding. So it's pretty exciting to see another commercial product out on the market in a new application. 
We think 3D NAND is a great application space for, for hybrid bonding. It, you know, for a long time now, it's been used in image sensors. We're starting to see it now. 3D NAND, we expect to see it in hybrid high bandwidth memory and DRAM. We're starting to see uh, things pick up on the logic side. So this is another application where uh, we're seeing commercial product in the market, YMTC being the first, and then recognizing the importance and the foundational nature of our IP portfolio uh, and wanting to have access to that portfolio. 3D NAND is more of a front end process, correct? Yeah, when we talk about 3D NAND, typically what we're referring to is these memory layers that are build, being built up one on top of the other, right? We talk about 64 layers, 128 layers, it's going to be 256 and 512. And so you're building this three-dimensional structure. Uh, and what's happening is the manufacturing processes utilized to build up those memory arrays is really different than the manufacturing processes for the CMOS circuitry. And to build the 3D NAND device, you need both. You need the CMOS circuitry, the, the peripheral logic, if you will, as well as the memory array. And by using a technology like DBI, hybrid bonding, what you can do is separate the manufacturing of those two elements, if you will. The memory array on the one hand, manufacture that on the optimal process uh, um, to, 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 uh, to build that structure. And then use you know, the optimal CMOS circuitry process to build the CMOS circuitry and then combine the two together, right? So you try to get the best of both worlds of, as opposed to having to do trade-offs. Okay, so the use of hybrid bonding or DBI in 3D NAND is to integrate the memory with the logic. It allows you to integrate the memory with the logic, right? Today, other companies are building 3D NAND and they do a monolithic process. They start with building the logic circuitry and after they've built that, then they build up the me memory layers on top of that. What YMTC can do and other memory, uh, memory manufacturers are evaluating as well is to be able to manufacture the memory array separately from the CMOS circuitry and then use hybrid bonding to bring the two together, right? So it's a parallel processing as opposed to just sequential processing. Sequential, okay. Okay, so that's really interesting. That is that is a new application then for hybrid bonding. Um, you, would you call it the backend space still? So uh, it's, you know, it more and more, I think people are looking at it as the backend or the front end. Right, because right. you're using those, those backend processes like CMP, for example, uh, dielectric depositions, things of that nature. Um, so I'd say it's really the back end of the front end. One mm -hmm. other thing I would say is, uh, you know, another device where this type of an approach was utilized was image sensors, right? Where you separated the pixel array manufacturing from the circuitry, and then you <laughs> brought the two together. So now we're applying that sort of technique into the 3D NAND space. So that's what we see YMTC doing and, I, and we expect others to do as well. And this, you said before, just to confirm, this is the first application of hybrid bonding in 3D NAND. This is the first time we've seen a commercial product uh, okay. with hybrid bonding in 3D NAND. And are they already, um, I mean, they've just licensed the product. Are they already going to market with that product? The YMTC is shipping a product on the market today. They've got a 64-layer uh, 3D NAND device that's uh, that's shipping in the market, and they announced a 128-layer uh, device not too uh, long ago. I want to say it was in September of this year. So they now have multiple devices that are using hybrid bonding that are shipping in the market. I believe that's primarily in uh, in China, uh, mm -hmm. at this, but uh, they have aspirations to be a, a you know a global um, player. Okay, um, so. Is this also the first license of hybrid bonding with a Chinese manufacturer? 
So uh, we've got different licensees that have significant footprints in China already, mm -hmm. right? So some of the big memory guys, for example, have that already. Some of the foundries that we work with have that already. Omnivision is a licensee of ours. Uh, they have been, they were acquired, what was it, a couple of years ago now by Will Semiconductor that's out of China. So there mm -hmm. are different Chinese companies and entities that we've worked with over time. Um, but uh, YMTC is the first uh, um let's call it a Chinese memory manufacturer mm -hmm. that has licensed the technology and delivered that commercial product to market. So considering the current geopolitical climate, how does this play into the U.S.'s goals of limiting China from gaining access to advanced processes? So uh, in this particular case, the license agreement that uh, we put in place with uh, YMTC or uh, we agreed to between the parties, uh, this is a patent license, right? So Patents are public documents, right? That uh -huh. anyone in the public can actually gain access to. This didn't include a technology transfer. Um, uh, YMTC developed uh, their manufacturing process and optimized it for their equipment set and their designs. Um, so there wasn't an actual transfer of technical know-how in this particular case. Okay. So then, and, and generally, when you when you guys license. Um, DBI technology transport is part of that, right? But we do both, right? So we okay. have some customers that just want to have access to the patent portfolio. They recognize this is a foundational portfolio and want okay. to have to it. And in other cases, uh, customers uh, want to have access to the know-how as well as access to the portfolio. So you might recall last year we had announced a license agreement with SK Hynix. And SK right. Hynix wanted access to both the IP portfolio as well as the technical knowledge and know-how. So we did a, a technology transfer to them. And so we have a combination of customers that want everything from A to B to C and everything in between. Okay. Um, what about, uh, can you talk about any other collaboration plans that, are, plans that are in the works with YMTC? So we can't talk about any specific plans. Uh, what I can say is that, you know, we're excited about the relationship that we have with YMTC. We look forward to the opportunity to expanding that relationship and doing other things together to leverage hybrid bonding uh, in, in various products, right? Uh, NAND, I think, is, a, is a, a new application, 3D NAND. I think there's lots of opportunity within NAND to combine NAND with different devices, leveraging mm -hmm. hybrid bonding, both in a wafer-to-wafer -wafer configuration as well as a die-to-wafer configuration, where you want to do more heterogeneous integration, uh, devices that are being manufactured in different technologies and different wafers and different uh, process nodes. Uh, and have different die sizes. So I think there are a lot of opportunities to do things together, but we'll have to see how it uh, how things evolve. Awesome. And what's next for DBI? So DBI, I think we're going to see. Uh, I think uh, high bandwidth memory and 3D DRAM is a is an exciting space for that uh, for the use of that technology, the die to wafer version of that technology. I think we're going to see a lot more in the logic side of things where we talk about logic plus memory integration, logic plus logic, true 3D designs and 3D integration. So I think we're, we're really just at the beginning of seeing the possibilities uh, of what of the products that can be designed uh, and the performance that can be enabled by this type of technology. Chiplets, um, you know, chiplets is the other big buzzword these days and I'm hearing chiplets in combination with hybrid bonding. Do you have a minute to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I think chiplets is another great uh, application. And when I talk about um, logic plus memory, I think that's where we start. We start in a chiplet world uh, mm -hmm. where we want to have high density interconnect between the memory 
and the, uh, the logic device and hybrid bonding allows you to do that. It also eliminates the standoff between the two devices, as I was mentioning earlier, so you don't need to do the underfill. Uh, so you start to see enhancements in reliability. You get better thermal transfer, right? Instead of having these isolation layers between the two devices, now you got direct coupling between the two devices, which allows the, the heat to transfer more easily. So I, I think uh, the chiplet space is a very interesting space and not just for the larger die, right? I think we're gonna see some interesting things done with smaller die, smaller chiplets um, of different functions and different functionality, leveraging the, the density of interconnect that uh, hybrid bonding brings to the table. Well, it is a really exciting time to be part of this industry and I'm really excited to see where you guys take DBI next. Um, if someone wanted to learn more about how they can license it or how can they reach you, um, we're going to put it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. Go, you know, you can go directly to uh, www.experi.com uh, mm -hmm. or www.invensis.com mm -hmm. and you get access to lots of information that we have online as well as our contact information to reach out. We'd love to talk to companies about new applications and, and the adoption of the technology and helping companies figure out how to leverage the benefits of this technology and integrate it into their manufacturing ecosystems. All right. Well, there you have it, everybody. Another spotlight of one of our community members and uh, looking forward to talking to you again in the near future. Excellent. Thanks so much for your time today, Francois. We look forward to doing so. Do you have an interesting topic, a story to tell, or insight to share on the semiconductor and microelectronics industries? Tell us about it, and you might just find yourself being a guest on our podcast. We're really excited to announce that we've partnered with Semi to be the official podcast of Semicon West. Get ready for some interesting conversations. We'll start dropping preview episodes next week, and then we'll be recording live at the show. If you'd like your company featured at Semicon West, sponsored spots are available. You'll find all the details in the show notes or email me at francoise at 3dinsights.com with podcast sponsorship in the subject line.